Welcome to the Women Who Drone podcast. Join our community. Head to womenwhodrone.co to sign up for online courses, drone lessons, workshops, and more. womenwhodrone.co. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the first episode and first fireside chat for our brand new Women Who Drone podcast. This episode, we will be talking with Lori Grabham, who is at American Airlines as the Technical Operations Information Technology Leader with 25 plus years of aviation experience. Lori's current job is to oversee the development of business technology and reporting solutions supporting aircraft maintenance and engineering operations. Lori is a passionate mentor for STEAM, supporting technology and drone clubs, as well as STEAM events nationwide. This interview was pre-recorded via Zoom as part of our live audience Q&A. Without further ado, let's get into the Q&A. I have known of her for the past couple of years, and she, after, you know, after we chat today, you guys are going to have the same sense of affection that I have towards her, because she's just got such amazing <laughs> experience and all that. So, Lori, welcome. So excited <laughs> you're here. Um, I know a lot about you, and I'm excited to share it all, but I wanted to um, expand on some of your experience and some of your background in the drone industry. And so tell us a little bit about um, your background with aviation. Wow. I, well, first of all, thank you. You, you guys, you know, are so making me feel so good. Uh, so I really appreciate and I actually thank you for, um, you know, allowing me to to speak with with every one of you. So this is fantastic. I love this organization. I think what you guys are doing, it's it's truly inspiring. And, um, you know, I've seen some of the women that have joined and it's 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 incredible to me and I love it. Um, yeah, aviation, you know, I, I have, I, I, I started thinking, wow, you know, when I, I, I was super young uh, when I was inspired in aviation. Um, I was in the sixth grade, went to an air show and that was it. Uh, my friend invited me and uh, aviation, I knew right then and there. I think it's rare uh, to to have that so young, but I knew right from then on that that would be a career field that I would continue to uh, pursue, and I did. Uh, I grew up in Daytona, uh, which was Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, and uh, grew up around a lot of um, pilots there that inspired me, and uh, so you know, I knew I wanted to go to college there. So that was just kind of my goal. I set my goal and my sights on Embry-Riddle and I graduated high school and, and uh, went to Embry-Riddle and just haven't looked back since. I, it was an amazing time there and then got a job with the government and came out to Arizona. So, yeah. So I think it's worth uh, noting that both Lori and I are here in Arizona, and that's one of the ways I met her. And actually, what's interesting is, even though we were in the same city and in the same state, we met through the Women Who Drone Facebook group. So she had posted yep. in there, I think it was last year, um, and we'll talk about a little bit about the work that you do with the Moxie Girls, but she had posted in there about International Drone Day that was being put on by a local STEM group. And I was like, hey, I'm in Arizona too. So that's one thing I love about the Women Who Drone community is it really just connects everyone, brings people together. If you're gonna go visit a new area, you can always post in there who's in the area, find out areas to go and drone and all that. Um, but that's again, one of the great reasons why I am so fond of, of Lori and, and all her background because she has her fingers in so many different areas. and. 
you know, coming from aviation, I mean, being a woman going in that industry is kind of the minority, but you took it a step further at Embry-Riddle and you got um, your degree in unmanned systems, which honestly, I didn't even know that was an option for a degree until I met you. So talk a little bit about the unmanned systems and the work that you've done with that. Sure. Well, actually, I uh, got my undergrad from Embry-Riddle. Um, I got an aerospace uh, studies degree from Embry-Riddle and ended up uh, pursuing my master's in uh, 2000, January of 2013, which, um, interesting, um, at that time, there really wasn't anything in the drone space. Yeah. Uh, for, for degree programs. And I found uh, a school online, it's Unmanned Vehicle University. And this gentleman, Jerry Lemieux, uh, started this online school. Actually, he was here, their headquarters was here in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, I started kind of, of inquiring about their degree programs and kind of what they offered. And as I got to talk to him about the university, it was just, it was tremendous what he was doing at a time when you just, like you said, you didn't really hear about it at all. Yeah. And so I started uh, classes there and um, it, they were all specialized in unmanned systems. I took um, uh, air dynamics, uh, remote sensing, I took um, air, uh, autonomous systems. So it was very, very specialized and they were people that were truly in the industry. Uh, so the professors there were in the industry, so they knew everything about it. And it was just kind of at the time, um, a lot of that awareness around unmanned systems and drones. And so I fell in love with the university. They're pretty spectacular and uh, uh, met a lot of really neat people. My, uh, my favorite class was the law class because the, in the law class, the professor uh, asked us to do one of our homework assignments was to find our local uh, AUVSI chapter. And if you don't know what AUVSI is, that's the Association for Unmanned it's the AUV, Vehicle Systems International. And so it's a very, the largest trade organization in the world. And at the time I had never heard of it. Yeah. And sure enough, I found the, um, the chapter and got involved. And that, that has been just a um, huge trajectory for me. In, in, this, in this whole unmanned systems world. And so, uh, yeah, that's probably a little bit more than you wanted to know. <laughs> no, this, to me, it's so fascinating because I think one of the things that with drones and with this industry, it still feels very new and it is. Um, and a lot of people come into this industry and just think it's all just photo and video because that's what they're mostly yep. seeing it used for. Um, so someone like yourself who really kind of has been there from the beginning um, has a, your master's with unmanned systems and has really had your fingers, like I said, in the industry for many years now, seeing it grow and networking with other people and, and seeing how um, industries that we didn't even think of are now utilizing drones and all that. I think that's really great for, for everyone to see. And, you know, it kind of opens up the floodgates for people thinking about maybe different career options or different avenues that they can utilize drones in. Um, one of my favorite quotes that I've seen you say before, and I think it's in your Twitter bio, is that meeting someone on a plane changed your life? Yes, <laughs> that's actually kind of what started my whole 
suing this industry because uh, I was flying from Orlando. My dad lives in Orlando and I was flying um, back to Phoenix and there was a gentleman who was sitting next to me and he, which is funny because I was in the middle seat and we were we're kind of joking at first, and then I found out that he was in the military, and we got into a conversation, and um, he flew drones for the military, and we just started having this conversation about it, and I just remember thinking, are you kidding me? This this is happening, and that was probably, I, I, would, I would say probably maybe 2001, 2002, somewhere around in there, and and, you know, I had not really heard a lot about the drone space. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, it was very heavy in the defense side and the military side at the time. Right. And so uh, it, he just started talking about what he did. And it was truly fascinating for me. And I, it clicked. And I said, okay, if I ever decided to go and, and learn something new in the aviation field because there's it's in my blood I there's nothing I can't get out of aviation I love it so much uh, that's probably what I would do is pursue that because it was the future you know at the time we were just thinking of all of the uh, use cases for the technology and uh, so yeah it was it was it was pretty it was really neat I, I wished I had gotten more information from him to, to let him know what he did for me then and yeah. how much truly that changed that changed my life so isn't that so interesting? You're you're go to school for the aviation industry, yes. and then you're on an airplane, and that's where you meet someone who sends you in a whole new trajectory. Yes, it, it, it you know it is it is interesting, which is kind of why I even love what all of you are doing because it is that connection. Yeah, it is that networking where you don't that chance meeting that you know, kind of awareness from others and why it's so good to get out there and have that connection to see what people are doing to say, wow, wait, I can do that? Yeah, you it know? kind of opens up their eyes like, oh, I didn't even think about that type of a application for drones. And that to me is one of the really exciting things to see like the younger generation as they're getting drones in their hands, they're going to be utilizing them in ways that we haven't even thought of that aren't even on our radar. Yes. So one of the yeah, and that kind yeah. of leads us into a little bit of, of the work that you've done with the, the Moxie Girls. So tell us a little bit about the Moxie Girls and how you've been involved with all that. Sure, sure. The uh, Moxie Girls um, is an all-girl technology club, and they started at my uh, daughter's middle school, gosh, I want to say four years ago probably about four years ago. And really, it, you know, the, the um, Mrs. Schofield, her whole intent was to really bridge that gender gap and to say like, hey, let's, let's see, let's, let's get girls involved in technology. Let's bring in women from the industry and kind of give them like insights into like, this is what you can do in the technology yeah. arena. And at the time she knew a lot about, um, you know, what I was pursuing in the drone space and um, my daughter wanted to get involved in the Moxie Girls. And so from then she kind of reached out in terms of, because uh, I was so involved in a lot of the, um, a lot of events here in the Valley and kind of asked me to come in and kind of mentor them in drones. They were, they were wanting to build some and maybe perhaps get into the drone racing piece of it. And so we kind of got them involved in, um, you know, they built their own little, 
small uh, uh, FPV drones. And we worked with a local company and, and got them started on that. And then we, uh, they started doing International Drone Day, which was in May, early May, and um, got them involved in, in kind of uh, awareness in the drone space. And, it, you know, it just kind of um, got bigger and bigger from there. And we've done more international drone days. They've become, they, they were involved in one of our first UAS conferences where they came in and saw a lot of people what they were doing here in Arizona um, and spoke to a lot of uh, the folks there just, you know, just like, hey, you know, what, what is it? What's out there for them? And uh, so it was really, uh, and then what was it, two years ago, I guess um, you became involved in, in the Moxie Girls and then they've done a synchronized drone show competition and uh, it's been really amazing to watch these are middle school girls and so yeah. they're fifth through eighth grade yeah. and how inspiring they are to me so wasn't you know here I was thinking like I would you know somehow maybe one I could reach one they yeah. inspired me and just they're so infectious with their energy and how excited they were to to learn about I mean it was it was pretty fascinating to kind of um get them involved in, in just aviation in general and all of the yeah. potential that could be out there for them and technology and the things that they think of and what it, it, it's so interesting as kind of, you know, I'm, I'm an older person and uh, to, to think like this younger generation does now and to be yeah. prepared for that. You know, a lot of what I have gone through, a little bit of thick skin now, you know, things don't bother me. Well, guess what? <laughs> it bothers them. And so just watching that and their creativity and the things that matter to them is, is truly infectious and um, educating for me. So I have absolutely loved it. I think, you know, just the times that I've been able to spend with the Moxie girls, that, that's exactly what it is. These girls are very inspiring. And what's really wonderful is that they aren't taking a lot of maybe the barriers that were presented to us that are from different generations. They're just kind of blowing past them, either blowing past them or they just, those aren't even on their radar that this might have been a barrier in the past. So that to me is a very exciting as well. So, um, one thing I was going to ask or talk about with you about the Moxie girls also is that um, you, I remember you had brought up how the differences when you're introducing a new technology to girls versus to boys. And when you hand them a drone, how the boys will just kind of pick it up and they'll start throwing it around or they'll start, you know, flying the drones, things like that. But the girls, and I completely understand this and identify with it, you know, they want to feel like they have some sort of knowledge before they pick it up. Um, or yes. some sort of expertise or something before they just kind of dive in full heartedly, wholeheartedly. And I was that way. I bought my first drone and I left yep. it in the box for 30 days for a whole month before I took it out. And I didn't take it out until one of my girlfriends came over and stood next to me and kind of walked me through it side by side, you know, and I think that's one of the great things with women who drone. We do offer these one-on-one -on -one mentorships that we can do that and walk these women through the drones. So that's something that's very applicable to the girls as well. So can you talk a little bit about introducing a new technology to girls and what you've experienced um, 
with that, especially with the Moxie girls. Sure, uh, it, it was it was quite fascinating. I helped um, one year with a drone club, and it was um, we had about twenty middle school students, and we had seventeen boys and three girls. And I remember uh, just kind of how they migrated towards each other and I and I think we all do that right we yeah. all I, I will tell you I went when I went to Embry-Riddle I'm dating myself here I went in the 90s and I was the only girl in all of my classes and yeah. so there was no one that looked like me no one that acted like me and so I kind of sat in the back of the room and didn't want to be noticed kind of thing because I knew I was different and that's what I'm kind of seeing in this too is that they were migrating towards each other and sticking together the the, the likeness of them yeah. and the boys it was so interesting like you said they as soon as we went out on the field they could, they wanted to see how high it would go yeah. um, the girls were like very slow very um, uh, methodical they they didn't want to crash by any means yeah um it, or, or or they wanted to not be the first ones to crash i guess you could say you know let the yeah. boys do it first and it was quite quite a few times you know i would go out and either the boys were chasing the girls with the drones or they were kind of trying to you know get it in their hair spinning it over their head after we've you know had this like safety <laughs> conversation um it, so it was quite fascinating and you know we kind of had to you know start looking at okay how are we gonna diversify the, the teams and get them kind of doing things together and eventually it happened uh, you know once they were kind of used to the technology and we kind of got them out there and doing courses and you know getting to where they were learning the sticks and you know flying through um, you know hoops and things like that they they were really all working together and so encouraging but initially it's that kind of um, it was it was very different how they just kind of separated Mm -hmm. you know on their own and, and the same you know I, I'm like that too uh, I, yeah. I will fly and be very cautious and very slow and you know um, I will think about uh, you know my next steps uh, not as risky right. you know so yeah it was interesting it, it was such a fascinating and again you know just some of the things that they uh, think about and what's on their minds yeah. and getting them you know kind of to see what's out there yeah yeah and I think, you know, once I learned that from you and, I, and that was kind of brought to my attention and then I, of course, internalized it, I was like, I was, I felt the same again with my drone, not, you know, not wanting to push the limits of it, you know, just being very cautious and things like that. And that really kind of made me think differently in that um, when we are approaching women and, and girls and introducing this new technology to them, it's absolutely critical just to get their hands on it. And versus yep. just kind of talking, you know, we can talk in theory about drones and, you know, this is the different careers and all that, but the magic really happens when you finally get their hands on the sticks and they get to see it maneuvering around and, you know, and I love the little tellos because they get to do the little flips and, you yes. know, you set up the little obstacle courses. So I think those are really, really great tools, um, you know, that we can take into these situations and introduce this technology to the next generation. And just like normalize it as easily as our cell phones, you know, so, so when it becomes so normal, then they are just automatically going to start thinking about all these innovative, innovative ways to be using that technology. So it's, 
I'm excited to see where this is going to go with that next generation. I think that's really exciting. So that's yeah, really cool. yeah, it really, it really is. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to also ask you, you mentioned how you got first involved with AUVSI and you are now in charge of the Arizona chapter, which is really exciting. And I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, um, how much of a hub Arizona is in aviation and also in the drone industry. Um, so if you can talk a little bit about AUVSI and um, uh, one of the, the certification that you can also get through them. I think that's really important that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, so um, AUVSI is, is really, um, like I mentioned earlier, it's the largest trade organization in the world. And they're everything unmanned. So they're air, ground, water. Um, they do have a lot of pillars to it where um, they do a lot of uh, college competitions. And so they have a, kind of a, a robotics um, side and an education side to it as well. But they're really about um, promoting and advancing unmanned systems. A lot of it is around advocating in your state, uh, local and state government um, about unmanned systems. And so that's been a huge piece. We, we go down on the hill and we, you know, down at the Capitol and we talk to our local uh, state officials and we just let them know kind of what's happening um, in our state. And, and if we see kind of a city law or, or some sort of state that, you know, law that they're trying to pass or a bill that they're trying to pass, um, we, we really try to get in, in, in front of that and mm -hmm. kind of advocate for, you know, what's really um, on the minds of drone pilots and, and kind of how they're feeling about the technology and what kind of impact that would have here um, in our state. And so that's a big part of what AUVSI does as well. And they are, um, it's a very large organization. Mm -hmm. And so you have all different types of technologies from the hardware to the software to um, uh, you can really network mm -hmm. and figure out, you know, um, the, the, what's coming, what's out there, um, and really do a lot of collaborative efforts with different um, folks who are in the industry. And here in, in the state, just, just seeing what we have and what, what Arizona is doing, which is really what we want to do is promote the unmanned systems in, in Arizona. And so that is seeking out what, what, what is here, you know, yeah. what, what is happening. And so we have um, kind of a organizational members as well. One of them is Aerospace Arizona and they're all about promoting aerospace. And so it's kind of nice to have that collaborative effort. Yeah. Um, they have a UAS test site down in uh, Benson, Arizona. So there's a lot of cool things happening down there. They do a lot with Assure at um, the um, uh, research center and they put up a lot of UAS challenges. Um, one challenge that I was a judge with, it was, gosh, I wanna say it was three years ago, maybe two years ago, where they were, um, a government wanted technology for search and rescue events. And so a lot of the college teams kind of got together and um, it was quite fascinating to watch. They set up a whole, um, uh, it was after an earthquake where the drones had to find um, uh, specific people that were maybe underneath rubble or um, 
uh, in certain areas. And it was, it was, these kids were so talented and I call them kids because they were young, but you know, they, <laughs> they, they were so intense. Every yeah. one of them was different. The teams were different and what they built. Um, and so that is a whole side of AUVSI too, is just being able to, um, you know, promote and, and, and really bring awareness to, to the next generation as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I love that is AUVSI also has, um, I want to say, is it a certification or some, um, where you get tested? Um, the, the trusted operator. That's what it is. Program, yeah. the top program. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that because that was another thing that I wasn't aware of until I met you and learned about AUVSI that there are these different things that as drone pilots we can look into and they can help us if we want to become a professional in the industry. Yeah, so so the big the big thing with the top program was that, you know, as as you can tell, so many, what is it over a hundred thousand remote pilot certificates issued now. And one of the gaps was the standardized, you know, our, you know, that, that safety aspect of, of flying your drone. And so what AUVSI did was they said, hey, let's develop a trusted operator program where you're in a pool of um, uh, remote pilots and commercial pilots where people can seek them out and say, okay, we know we can trust this because they've had this type of yeah. training. They've had this type of cert certification and there's different levels. And so you have some universities that have also become a part of the trusted operator program. And um, so, so that just, that just identifies universities where, you know, safety is a priority and they really kind of get this certification because a, makes you a better pilot and it makes you a safe pilot, which is a really big, you know, thing that, you know, we, that is key for even in commercial aviation safety. We, we all have to have that as number one and the priority. And um, so it was a really, um, I, I think one of the early um, kind of uh, adopters in, in that space and that safety and that standardization um, was AUVSI and what they did with the top. Program. I love it because I, you know, we all know that as pilots here in the U.S., if you want to use your drone commercially, you have to get certified by the FAA, but there's no practical part to the exam on that. And it's a so lot much, of aviation yeah. information that man pilots need to know. Um, and a lot of people that are taking the, going through the learning process and then taking the exam, they get, sometimes they can get a little frustrated sometimes because there's information on there they feel like they're never gonna use as a drone pilot, as an unmanned pilot. So I really love, you know, in addition to getting that from the FAA to operate commercially, I really love that AUVSI is taking it one step further and then give, you know, so anyone who's thinking about going into the commercial space with their drones, getting this other certification and like you said, there's different levels for it, um, can make you more marketable. It can make your company stand out in that you are, your company is certified. Um, you know, I think that's great. It just become, you know, another way for the industry to raise itself up because, you know, unfortunately in the news, we hear about these incidences about drones and airplanes or airports or, you know, just things that aren't so great. And so this is another way to also help get the word out about the safety precautions and things that we want to take into consideration and, and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, you, you have so much experience in this industry and over the years and in getting your degree. So what are some of the things 
I'll start with what are some of the things that you have seen kind of grow in the time you've been in the industry that's really kind of excited you and, and maybe even surprised you? I would say, you know, gosh, I, I feel like it is, um, you know, being in technologies, I feel like you can get a laptop one day and it's outdated a month later. Yeah. And I feel like what is happening in, in this in the drone space is that every you 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 can see anything and and it is it's magic it is truly magical um and i i i will say to myself sometimes why didn't i think of that yeah. or uh who thought of that you know yeah. like genius the light bulbs are on but uh back in um 2016 so american airlines um which is my day job, they have what's called a hack war every year. And basically what they do is they bring in um, American Airlines employees and they say, uh, you know, develop an application or hack, you know, an yeah. application that solves a problem or saves the airline money. And so they've been doing that for, for many years and it has grown. I mean, it is, we have gotten into, uh, you know, big hotels and conference rooms now because it is, is exploding and it's absolutely intense it's so much fun you hack something for 24 hours so you're up all night you know solving this problem and you're presenting in front of our senior leadership at american airlines and you're judged on what you're doing and uh, it's a pretty prestigious thing when you get first place and so in 2016 was the first year that uh, they had incorporated drones and you know a lot of people really hadn't uh, heard you know it you know in our space much and I, because I was in, in my master's and I, I, and I had spoken to the event person that was kind of doing the whole thing. And I was like, I am definitely doing drones, you know, put me on a team. I didn't really care. And so we kind of all, none of us knew each other. There were five of us on a, on this team and uh, we had one developer and we all got together and for 24 hours, just, you know, because of my maintenance and engineering background, that's kind of what I supported American. I said, you know, we need to find a better way of, um, you know, making it better for our AMTs to maybe detect anomalies on our airplanes. And so that's kind of what we, we hacked to. And so we um, played around, they had phantoms at the time, and uh, we used that to develop an application that um, to detect, you know, and use for aircraft maintenance inspections. And as we presented, which I thought was super cool, of course, um, then, uh, they were kind of going down the list of winners. We had one, um, they had these amazing kind of uh, goggles at the time where you could see through the goggles as well and detect, so it was really, really cool. And then you, you could do a remote inspection. And so it was really neat. And as they were going through kind of the winners, they got down to the first place and we were literally, we were the underdogs because nobody heard of drones. Yeah. And so we were putting our backpacks on, we were leaving, you know, it was super fun, but we were like, ah, it's okay. Well, then they called the return of the drones, which was what our, our team name was. And we were so thrilled. And I say that because in 2016, 
you know, the things that we were doing and what we were looking at at the time, that technology since then, so, you know, now we're four years later, and it is incredible. A, some of the companies that are coming up with that, that type of development and, the, and yeah. the um, application and software that can drive a lot of decisions based on these images. And uh, it has come so far. And so when you say like, you know, what I've seen and what has surprised me the most, you know, I would say that it's, it's fascinating to watch changes in all of them and how yeah. better you can be and how that data and autonomy you know mm -hmm. that's that's the other key right is they're going to be flying themselves you know and and you know as we kind of talk about safety and we talk about you know certificate pilots mm -hmm. uh that's going to change it's going to evolve it's going to be very very different probably five ten years from now yeah. and so that was amazing as and even since then last year for um uh, our hack wars, we brought in urban air mobility. And oh, so we had cool. the Bell Nexus in last year. And so that was completely, you know, surprising. Like, what? Yeah. It's the Jetsons, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of, it is fascinating. It is, you know, when you think of change and the future of this technology, it is surprising. It is so magical. It's amazing. It I it it. I'm so thankful to you for introducing me. You know, you're one of these natural connectors and you've been in the industry so long, you know, so many people and, and then for me to come and meet you and then you have connected me to so many other people. And it's, I really feel like it's opened up my eyes to so many different things. And, and one of the things I love so much about this hackathon is seeing the unmanned and the manned worlds coming together because a lot of times we tend to think they're just separate you know either you're a manned pilot and you kind of work in that area or you're an unmanned pilot and you kind of work in that area but really we're all under the same umbrella and to see those two come together to me was really fascinating because you know and we have a mutual friend colby who's got a company and they're using lidar which for anyone that doesn't know lidar is basically laser and so they're sending up a drone instead of having a camera on there, they're sending it with laser that they can go in and scan over the planes and look for those anomalies or anything that needs to, that's different. And then they can cut down on time it takes to determine on these airplanes what maintenance needs to be done, you know, things like that. So, I mean, again, these are things I never would have thought of before. And, you know, to, to see companies, and again, these are the younger generation are coming in going, well, why can't we do this? It's cheaper. Yep. It's faster, it's safer, yep. you know, um, and we're seeing that with a lot of different industries like doing tower inspections, even real estate, you know, sending the drone up is just, it's so win-win in all these different areas. So that's really exciting. Um, so kind of stemming off of that question on what you've seen in the time you've been in the industry, where do you see or what kind of avenues do you think um, drones are gonna be heading into? Um, you know, maybe what are some of the areas you think are underserved in this industry and, and maybe where those are some areas for some opportunity and potential. So what's kind of your thoughts on as we're moving forward? I think that's one of the interesting things when you, when you can get involved in um, kind of that networking and especially in our youth, because that's really, to me, um, is 
our future and kind of looking to them and thinking, okay, what are you thinking of, of this technology? Like, what, what are, what's your thought on that? And I know for me, I'm a data person, you know, I work in data every day. And, um, you know, for me, the data is where it's at. It drives yeah. a lot of decisions. Yeah. So I think from a future point in, in the drone space is uh, having what you pull from that and driving the decisions. And so, and so as, as your sensors get better, as people are uh, doing different things with them is what are we gonna do with all of that data? And as you look at the pot potential for careers in the future, it's data scientists, it's machine learning, it's right. AI, AI. Uh, yeah. computer vision. I mean, it is, yes, it is all of that. And so that's tech. Right, and um, I think that autonomy and in terms of the future, um, it's really a lot of um, software development and data science would be my thought on you know where this is going to mm -hmm. kind of go and in, in that industry is uh, and and all there's so many opportunities. I mean, if you're a software developer, you know, if you're even just in the unmanned systems robotics uh, interest there, aerospace engineering, there are so many opportunities. Gaming, yeah. huge um, in this space as well. Yeah. But, you know, and it's, it's just fascinating to, to hear, you know, getting involved in some of these um, uh, youth groups and seeing kind of what their interests are because there will be careers that we haven't even thought of. Yeah, quite absolutely. frankly, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, one of the we did a meetup with a company recently, Drone Scene. You've probably heard of them. They're based out of um, up in Seattle, and they're using drones. They're sending up drone swarms, and they're doing reforestation after forest fires. And a lot of times, they're in remote areas. It's not easy, you know. And again, it's labor intensive for people to go in there. They're bending over, they're planting seeds every day. And there's now this company has come up with this, um, these swarms and these heavy payload drones that they send up and they run these patterns and they're sending these pucks, they call them. And they're reforesting areas that have been burned down or from logging, you know, things like that. And it's much more efficient, it's faster, it's safer again, you know, it's, it's um, you know, it's taking out the physicality of the people in the field and putting them behind the drones and and doing the, like you said, like doing the da data analysis, they go and run a prescription on the forest area, what needs to be planted, what needs to be seeded, you know, all that. Um, programming them, designing the drones, you know, and it really falls into that whole climate change and, yep. and, and helping out the forests and the trees and, you know, things like that. So that's to me another it, area. That I, yeah, an industry that I never would have thought of would be using drones you know, and there's like the humanitarian way where they're sending defibrillators on drones and they're sending blood samples or medication to remote areas, you know, so, you know, when I, yeah, when I, you know, our, our fires, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, our fires here, Bridger Aerospace, um, they're utilizing drones for our forest fires. And if you think of that and just kind of being the, um, you know, getting on top of that, looking at it prior and seeing, you know, our, the vegetation and potential for fires and yeah. being able to, um, you know, come in and, and look at that as well. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. there's, it's endless. Yeah, it is. It's, it's fascinating to me. It really excites me for this whole industry and, 
and you know, I came Me in too. from the, you know, the photo side and, and drone, you know, photo and video side. And then I remember specifically just having like one full day where I just went down the rabbit hole researching all this stuff about drones. And I was just like blown away. And, you know, I, I, I that's an, another reason why I love this community. All these women are coming from different industries, utilizing the same technology in so many different ways. Um, so as yeah, far I can't. I can't see this industry getting saturated. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like if you, if you know, you can do anything with it and it's just, it's just never ending. It is, like you said, you can research and I get down the rabbit hole too. And it's like, wait a minute, I didn't know you could do that. Or I didn't hear about this. Or you right. think you hear about a lot, you know, in your network, but then there's something completely new. It's like, oh, right. I had no idea. Right, absolutely. So as far as women in this industry, it's still a very male dominated industry. Most, you know, I think we're still hovering around as far as the certified pilots in the US, there's about 6% of them are women. So what are some of the challenges of being a woman in this field? And maybe what are some of the, the opportunities that we as we, females can bring into this industry? Yeah, I, I well, you know, it, as I mentioned kind of earlier, it, it is um, inspiring for me, um, having gone through in the 90s where um, I very, very rarely saw another female yeah. um, in my classes to now I can walk across the Embry-Riddle campus and there are girls everywhere. Yeah. And um, so it is definitely getting better. And the challenges, you know, that, that I kind of saw, um, you know, early on in, in my AV career is is so different now and and it's quite honestly not tolerated and I think you know it's that kind of unconscious bias right it's where you know if if you know females tend to have a lot more empathy and um, uh, they're sympathetic towards things and not as aggressive although you know and if they are they're considered something you know, different. And um, that that is definitely getting better. I, I really feel um, for filling that gender gap is truly getting into middle school yeah. and inspiring, not only inspiring um, these young girls, but giving them role models and yeah. um, let, you know, giving them someone and, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a female role model. Yeah. I think a male role model, that's what I had. Mm -hmm. And and I tell you what, I, it is their brothers to me. And, yeah. you know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. And so it's both. It isn't just the, 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 the female role model, but it is truly saying, and, and, and sometimes I wonder if, if a male coming into, you know, um, an all-girl technology club and inspiring them um, is, is somewhat even better because it's like, wow, they look at me, they have confidence in me, which means I need to have confidence in myself, which I think in a lot of ways, uh, you know, young girls kind of lack. And it, that's getting better too, you know. As, yeah. and, and I think we do need to look at that younger generation because what matters to them yeah. is so different than what mattered to me, you know, right. in, in, in that arena as well. Like uh, we had Ian Kerr from Ocean, Ocean Alliance speak to our drone club and, and the girls were like, I want to be him. Yeah. You know, I want to do what he's doing. You know, they're fascinated with whale research. And mm -hmm. so it's things like that. I think just really uh, bringing awareness and, um, you know, show, 
showcasing a lot of the women that are out there, giving them role models to say, yeah, this is you, this can be you, you know, yeah. and it isn't endless. You can be better too. You can, you can get out there and, and do all kinds of things. And, you know, it's, it's just inspire them. I think it's so fascinating, you know, that the kids that are in that age group that you talk about, like the middle school age group, because they're at a point where they are starting to gravitate towards certain things that, that may be leading them down a career path. And, you know, to, to see them not have certain barriers that we maybe had to deal with, but also to have so much more resources that are available at their fingertips online. You know, we ha I remember calling up places and having to ask them, can you mail me a brochure? <laughs> you know, so that was the way we would get information back then when there was no internet. And now they can get online, you know, and yes. they've got those resources that they can kind of take and run with. And and, you know, I love getting online and seeing news stories and things about, you know, here's a teenage girl who started a company and is using something unique and in a way that we never thought of before, you know. So I think it's really important hitting that that age group and, and empowering them and, and really just kind of showcasing them that they're, you know, really the, the world is open to you. Yes. You know, yes. And so with both men and women kind of coming in, it's like I always say it's like a rising tide raises all ships. It's just bringing everybody up. Um, yes. So tell me a little yes. bit, some easy, easy questions. What are some of your favorite drones that you've flown and maybe some of your favorite projects that you've done with your drone? Yeah, so I would, uh, um, I really, I honestly have loved the Tello. I love using drone blocks to be able to code it and just fly it autonomously. That has been um, really, really fun and engaging. That's yeah. a super easy one to just show people. And, no, you know, I, I think when, for people that are, are kind of new in that space or really don't have a lot of desire to maybe even buy one, yeah. if you show them a smaller Tello drone, uh, even kind of going through the house, they are fascinated by yeah. it. You know, it, 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 it's something that they can really engage yeah. with and uh, can really appreciate that technology really. Yeah. And so that I think is, is a lot of fun fun and you know to be able to go out with you know with with the Mavic and fly that and see you know the images and I, I take my little spark on vacation with me and I do videos yeah. and it's fun to look back even just from a few years and see those videos and go wait I did that yeah. you know like that, that's cool technology right there yeah. you know and and it's just you know it's it's super fun like I, I have loved watching your photos oh, over the years you. that you've you know, kind of taken and it's just amazing. But yeah, I love that. And, and I would say in terms of projects, again, it just kind of goes back to, you know, you know, my life and maintenance and engineering for commercial aviation and just watching uh, how they're utilizing and even at American, um, the technology when you when you look at all of the various uh, use cases, mm -hmm. even even not only just with aircraft maintenance inspections, but, you know, we have new buildings. So security perimeter, you know, security or, um, you know, infrastructure inspections. And we're talking about, you know, tool delivery and part delivery to our gates potentially down, you know, years from now is, you know, you talk about efficiencies, being able to turn an aircraft super quickly after a weather event, mm -hmm. you can, you can use a drone, you can, you know, did, you know, be able to see all of the anomalies potentially, and then, hey, if it needs something, some, you know, light bulb, you know, interior yeah. light bulb, be able to just, you know, send it over, and uh, it, there's a lot, 
there's yeah. there's a lot. So I, I would say in terms of projects, just kind of using my commercial aviation background with this is uh, is fun. Urban air is is truly tremendous to me too. So um, there's a lot. There is. <laughs> is that bad? Yeah, so I feel like, you know, as you guys can pro that are watching, you know, can probably tell Lori and I can talk about this for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, what's Forever. been great is I've been very fortunate to be on some of the, some different panels with Lori on, at different conferences. And, and there's never a time that I'm around her that I don't learn something. I'm always learning something from Lori. I feel you're like a big sister to me in this industry. Aww. And, you know, I've, I, you know, it's, there's so much going on. There's so much, so much excitement and things are changing and evolving and, and seeing new applications and then just seeing the light bulb going on with other people, I think is really, really been fascinating. But to me, you're one of those guiding lights that's out there who's really, you know, working and you're in the commercial space, you're in the UAB space, you know, you're working with the Moxie girls and you have your, like I said at the beginning, you have your fingers in all these different areas and it's really just raising the whole industry up. It's educating people. You're inspiring them. You know, you're, you're really, um, to me, like one of the beacons of this industry. So it's, it's really just been a lot of fun to chat with you, um, you know, and share your experience and share your story with everyone. And, and Lori's in the Facebook group. So anybody that has, you know, if you haven't, didn't get a chance to submit a question live, you know, feel free to post stuff in the Facebook group as well. And, and um, you know, anything else you want to share with us, Lori, on something, anything new that's coming up or anything exciting? Oh, goodness. Um, no, I, I, I just, I love um, what, what you are doing and, it is inspiring to me. And I think, you know, getting out there and networking, it's kind of like a big sponge, like just seeing, yeah. seeing what people are doing. And, you know, I love to get involved where I can because I just want to learn, you know, yeah. I don't ever want to stop. And so, uh, you know, I have just so appreciated that and, and, and talking with, with different people and, you know, and of course, you know, if you can inspire somebody in this industry, that's, that's a, that's a bonus. So yeah, thank absolutely. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been wonderful to chat. And I'm just looking um, in the um, chat right now. And Elaine, I don't know if you want to maybe jump in here and, and uh, yeah. address some of that. Well, thank you so much to you both. That was an incredible conversation and really insightful. And um, I mean, yeah, you have so much experience. And I think that the first step absolutely is always inspiration. And that's with storytelling, yeah. with interviews like this with the content that we share, with the articles and the stories that we're sharing about women globally who are using drones in various ways. Uh, and I can see Christine feels the same way. She's always trying to encourage and inspire other women and that there is this lack of confidence. And honestly, I think that's really yes. just coming from this, uh, yep. you know, like lack of not getting the technology, picking it up, trying it out and just practicing and practicing. And yep. to uh, Yasmin's point, like we go to schools and we show up with our drones and they have no interest when we walk in with these drones. And then as soon as we start sharing our pilot spotlights and all these stories about how women are using these drones and the beautiful content that they can capture with it, they all of a sudden want to touch the drone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where it starts. <laughs> and it's crazy yeah, how like so true. Is just transformed in their emotion. And so, yes, inspiration is definitely key to, you know, getting women and anybody involved in something um, that there might, they might have some hesitations about. 
But yes, uh, thank you so much, Lori, for all of your time. Uh, that was such an incredible conversation and I can't wait to share it with the rest of our community. And Yasmin, thanks for being an incredible asset to the entire organization and community and for this incredible interview. And one last question, Lori, if for those who want to follow you or see your work, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, um, Facebook as well. Um, and of course, you can email me, um, lori.grabham at aa.com is, is easy as well. So yeah, always. Thanks so much, ladies. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>